Talk. I'm your host, Elise Delucci, episode 147. How are you doing? I miss talking to you. I took a few weeks off of podcasting, three, four weeks. I've been working on something. I'm not able to tell you, but you are going to see very soon, and you're going to be like, oh my God. And you're going to say, is this for real? And I'm going to say, it's for real. This is why I wasn't doing the pod. Here's the thing when you do a podcast or anything without any breaks, like in TV land, for example, you know, whatever, they have seasons or whatever. We're binging a thing as streamers. We're binging something. And then, you know, you got to wait a year for the next the next uh, season. And you, it's just torture. It's torture. But you wait because you liked the show. Podcasters, especially at my level in the game, we don't do that. We're just constantly doing it. There's no break. And when you have all these other responsibilities, sometimes it becomes a thing. Bill Burr famously says his podcast, I think it's Monday Morning Talk or whatever, Monday Mornings with Bill, Bill Burr. He says he absolutely needs to do his podcast. It's his therapy. He talks. I agree. The difference between me and Bill Burr is that Bill Burr has a whole career and all this stuff set up for him and has the wife and probably tons of help. I love you, Bill. I know you're friends with Chris, so I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying it's easier for you than somebody like me to jump on the mic once a week all year round for for four years or whatever it is and not stop. We're moving on. Fact of the day, the Bahamas is made up of seven hundred islands. This is news to me. I thought the Bahamas, excuse my lack of geography (laughs) intelligence, but I thought the Bahamas was the Bahamas. <laughs> I didn't know that the Bahamas was the Bahamas and then 699 other islands or the Bahamas was a collection of 700 islands. I had no idea. But only 30 of those 700 are ha- inhabited, have people living on them. Um, you know, I went to the Bahamas for my 40th birthday. Let's talk about that for a sec. Um, more than a sec. I, I have a lot to say. I really didn't get to tell anybody. That's the thing. That's the problem. Boy, the boy. When I'm not doing the podcast, I'm not really telling anybody. And if you remember, if you've been listening from the beginning, which I know a lot of you have, I started this podcast, what is it, four years ago now? I don't even know. <clears throat> During the pandemic, when me and my girlfriends and our like 17 kids between us were all so busy between working and figuring out work from home and schooling from home and blah, blah. I was like, I I didn't have those calls. Like in the media and the zeitgeist, they were like, oh, do Zoom calls with your friends. Talk to your friends. Talk to my friends. Talk to my friends. What are, what are, everybody's running around like a friggin' lunatic. You know, and then most people had their mothers, not me, you know, being like, oh, why don't you just come over? Or the mother would come and land at the house and never leave. My mother was like, I'm going to Florida. Screw all you people. Like, it was like literally, literally. So I started this podcast um, because of that, like the need of wanting to talk to people because I was enjoying it so much on TikTok, if you remember. And um, you know, obviously now it grew into this bigger thing and I'm so grateful and I love you all for listening and thank you. Uh, but it's funny because I think my friends, you know, or, or just maybe people that know me, they might tune in to the pod, but they don't really 
text or call, you know, to say, hey, like, oh, how was your trip to Bahamas? They're just like, oh, I'll listen to it on her podcast. That is the biggest, um, I, I don't know if the word is misconception, but that is something that happens to social media people. Uh, not not me, not me. Um, and not, and not that I identify as a social media person. I identify as a stand-up comedian, as we know this. But I have grown on social media. Um, but there are these suicides, which makes me so sad, obviously. Um, and some of them are comedians or social media people. And they... Uh, have said in their letters or if they went to the hospital they said you know nobody called to check on me nobody you know everybody will watch my stuff and say oh this person's okay I'm okay because they see this happy shiny whatever and they have no idea behind the scenes I don't necessarily identify with that but what I do uh, can commiserate with is the fact that I don't have those conversations on the phone with my girlfriends thank you so Priscilla and Denise and Stephanie, like we should make the friggin' effort to call each other. See, Stephanie and I, we do. Priscilla and I, we do. Denise, ah, eh, not sometimes. Sometimes I'll FaceTime her after she drops off her kids. It, the whole thing is hard. Anyway, I've been, I didn't really get to talk to anybody about my vacation. And um, my mother, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know how it's, it's a strange situation. I grew up, you know, with like if somebody went to a party or if somebody had a dinner or if somebody hosted, had a communion, celebrated communion, went to a wedding, went on a vacation. Everybody's calling everybody that night after they get home the next day. I feel like that's very Italian doing the, the debrief. My mother, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what, what's going on there. She's not doing a debrief with me. So I'm telling you, so Bahamas was so nice right I really wanted um to get away with my daughters I I wanted to make a memory so I booked the trip I you know I've never, I, I've, oh, have I been there yes I went with the tooth for my baby moon with Annalise how could I forget we stayed in Eleuthera which is one of the islands news to me um in Har at Har Harbor Island was the the area that we stayed in. If you ever if you ever have a chance to go, go. It's Pink Sand Beaches, Harbor Island. There's two main hotels there: Pink Sands, which is more expensive, and Coral Sands, which is less expensive. Both of those hotels were fantastic. Uh, I stayed at Coral Sands, and it was still a fortune then for us. But what I loved about that trip was it was just us and, you know, it was a small hotel and it was on the beach with the pink sand and it wasn't, you know, it didn't have all inclusive, so, you know, it got pricey because, you know, once you're there, you're trapped. Uh, but it was, um, it was private. It was nice. It was sexy. I was pregnant. That was, it was so special. I did not necessarily want to go there with the kids because I, okay, you, this is, here's the dog. I got the only poodle that needs to be on Prozac. Elmo, mommy's working. Give me a break. Come here. I'll hold you. Come here. Okay. So I didn't want to go there with the kids because I remember from back then, the tooth and I, we flew in and then we had to take like a puddle jumper. And I was like, I'm not doing like a connecting flight with my daughter. So I said, let's stay in Nassau, Paradise, whatever it is. So I looked into Atlantis. Apparently, that's not the place anymore. Who knew? We stayed at Bahamar. You might know that from social. I talked about it on social. Here's 
the good, the bad, the ugly. The property is huge, beautiful. They must have spent a fortune on it. It is uh, three hotels, all smushed into one, joined together by a main lobby casino, okay? And then each hotel has their own beach area with their own beach chairs, because, you know, the, the, qual the type of beach chair indicates almost the level and quality of hotel. You know, did you ever notice that? You ever go to Wildwood or Wildwood Crest or, you know, whatever, and some, sh some chairs have, like, the nice, like, net, you know, and then some have the, the vinyl flaps that give you sunburn and a sticky. Yeah, exactly. So they each have their each hotel has their own beach area, has um, their own pools, and has their own entrances and da-da. But everybody commingles, and there's tons of restaurants surrounded around this big, huge casino. There's the Grand Hyatt the SLS, and the Rosewood, okay? We stayed at the Hyatt. And the second I walked in, I saw a big casino. And I'm talking about walked in, like, to the hotel with the girls, with the luggage. Saw the big casino, and I was like, am I performing here? Like, that's, like, a me my immediate reaction. I have a different view on casinos because I'm a comedian. I did so many of them on the road with Vic, Mike, you know, whatever in my past. So I... I, I, I don't I don't I don't associate um, vacations and casinos like right now. I do associate casinos and girls' nights, girls' trips. That's another thing. Okay, <clears throat> room was fine. You know, regular room. It was fine. Was it anything spectacular? Fine. Restaurants very expensive. Um, I knew it wasn't all inclusive, and that was okay. I preferred it though because. Listen, not everybody wants all-inclusive, but we all know with kids, it's just easier who only eats chicken nuggets, who who doesn't eat chicken. It's just, it's like, come on, right? The, the drinks, you could just get, it's easy. Um, the, the, we were only there for three nights. In those three nights, I had Chinese food at one restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. I had, we ate at a sushi restaurant, and then we ate an Italian restaurant. The sushi restaurant, Katsuya, is a restaurant that I've been to in LA. Do you know how much my bill was with the girls, me and the two girls, and by the way, they love sushi because, you know, they live in Manhattan and, you know, how the tooth has come out. $350. I swear to God. $350. Now, I was looking at the prices because I always look at the prices, but I wasn't, like, cognizant of service charges and up to dev. I, I was like, $350. Like, I could have gave these kids, like, white rice and, like, like, like a piece of, like, grilled salmon, like, one, you know, to share. I don't, I, I couldn't even handle I, what I didn't like about Bahamar was, well, let me say this. What I liked about it, it was big. There's lots of things to do. There's a water park. We didn't go. We were there to relax. Come on. I just got back from Disney in June. You know, um, it, it, it was lively. It was fun. Everybody had a good mood. Everybody's dressed up. So if you like to dress up, go. If you want to go on a girls weekend, a girls trip, you know, couple nights. If you want to go for an adults-only getaway, this is an amazing place to go. Okay, because you know you're at the dinner, you're at dinner with your friends. You can go gamble. They have rooftop bars. They have clubs. Everybody looks like they're part of the Real Housewives cast running around at night. Place doesn't shut down till three, four a.m. It, it it's it's great. Um, if you have kids, personally, not for me. I don't want my kids running around on, uh, through a casino in the bathing suit with the towel, the towel cape around their neck. You know, I, I, I'm not into that. Also, like, 
I don't have the money to have these kind of dinners with these kids. I mean, like, let alone on my own. But it was outrageous. I ran into some fans there. That was crazy. So fun. And uh, this girl, Marissa. Hi, Marissa, if you listen. Marissa and her mother, they follow me on social. Fans, very nice. Uh, Marissa was, I don't know, maybe she's like 30. Mother was maybe like 60. Marissa was like, I don't really like this. I like small hotels. She's like, this is like a cruise on land. I was like, I agree. The mother, though, said she comes once a year with her girlfriends for uh, a girls weekend. Every February they go. I said, that's exactly what kind of place this is to me. This is not like a family friendly place. You know, I went to the buffet. They had a buffet breakfast. Um, now, again, not included. I thought maybe, you know, they throw it in, hide it, you book it on your Amex card. No, of course not. Let me tell you price on the buffet. For the kids, each child, $39.99 on the buffet. For me, adult, wait, wait, I almost said $40, and that would have been hilarious, $90. Swear, 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 $90? $90 for a breakfast? All I drink is black coffee. And and they all they had is a chocolate croissant, a pancake, and some grapes. For $39.99 each? Come on, come on. They were dying to do swimming with pigs, so we did that. We did an excursion. Amazing. Again, ridiculous price. Amazing, amazing. We took a boat out there. I don't regret that at all. Um, it took up the whole day, though. <clears throat> it was an eight-hour excursion. It was a lot. So listen, do I recommend Bahama? Yes. Personally, I recommend it for a girl's trip, the adult trip, like I said. Families? No. Come on. Unless, you, like... I don't know. <clears throat> and and I brought Ziploc bags, okay? I Because I, I packed them because, you know, like I, I'm a nut. I brought the Ziploc bags. I even, like, folded up tinfoil from, like, my kitchen. Put it in my luggage. You know, because, like, sometimes my daughters, they're hungry in the restaurants, and then they literally don't eat, so I'll, I'll stuff it in my pocketbook, and sometimes I'll take it back and, you know, let them eat it later if they're hungry in the room or whatever. It, it, it just, I, I, I didn't, I looked like a lunatic if, if I even did that. I didn't care I did it, but <laughs> it, it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, but I made the memories. I didn't make my Shutterfly book yet, but I plan on doing it or whatever, Snapfish, whatever I use. Um, they had the best time. They had the best, best, best time. Uh, um, I'm so happy that I went. My wallet, my bank account, absolutely not. The rest of my 40th was nice. It was nice. I did dinner with a uh, dinner with my girlfriend, dinner with my friends, a little dinner party at Lavo. Uh, you know, 150 is that on 57th or 59th Street? It's right across the street from Tao Club downstairs. News flash. Don't get excited if you're 40 trying to go to the club. I, Stephanie is so funny. She's like, I've been dying to go to that club. I've been trying to get into that club for, for 15 years now. Uh, finally, I'm going to get in. So Chris made the reservation for Lavo for all the friends. Great. And then he, you know, like talked to the guy and arranged for us to all go into the nightclub after. Said, hey, listen, we're going to be having a big dinner in, in a private room, which was so nice. Can we come to the club? Guy's like, yeah, yeah, of course, just come. So we're all so excited. Because you don't understand. Priscilla had her bachelorette party at Lavo. I don't know why we didn't go to the club after. We probably didn't go because we probably couldn't get in. I don't know why. We're like good-looking girls. But you know how these places are. Disgusting. Give me a break. Not letting people in. Who has time to deal with that? So we're all excited. We go into the club. It was like teeny 
Baba freaking heaven. It was like every 19-year-old TikToker was on there. And wait, you'll die. You're gonna, th- you want to go to a nightclub in Manhattan that you've been wanting to go to for 15 years? Don't even bother. I'm going to tell you what it was like. Teeny bop, TikTok teeny boppers. Okay? TikTok teeny boppers. No one dresses up anymore. Us, we're in our outfits. Outfits, hair, makeup, lip liner, the earrings, the heels, tight, taut, back up, everything. Sick. We look sick. Okay, these girls in the club at 12 midnight, you know, at midnight, running around in wide like jeans, chunky white sneakers, and like baby tees, like ba- like a baby tee, a baby doll tee. I- Put on a dress. Like, are you are you trying to meet anybody, or are you here just to like? I don't know. It looked like they were all going shopping at the mall. They all had those like little tiny bags, you know, those little tiny bags that you can't fit shit in. You know, like tucked under their arm. You know, remember like the Prada bag from the nineties? You know, like like Alicia Silverstone and Clueless, like Sharon D, like walking through like you know the path into the school. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't for me. It was. We looked at ourselves and like, yeah, could we, could, could we, to the bottom, like, could we have a gin and tonic? And it was just like, oh my God. My family party, I had a little family party at Ponte Vecchio in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Love this place. Plentiful food, plentiful food banging. They have a back room outside, which it was cold out. You know, we, I did it in October, but they had heaters that makes it feel tropical. So, you know, you know how Italians do it. Come on. Um, amazing amazing and I got to bring in a little DJ Stephanie's brother-in-law DJed the whole thing we danced we had the best time uh I should have done that for my friend party just saying just saying and, 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 and let me let me let me let me say this let me say this each party was great it was great I had a great time everybody was so happy to be there but you know how can I honestly give you the real deal if I don't tell you all the sides of it. You know? Some people they they they, they ask me like, Are you like miserable? I said, No, I'm not I'm not miserable. I'm just like, you know, like I'm like, you know, I'm just like I'm I'm happy. I'm a happy person. I'm just like I just tell it like it is. I don't know. I'm I'm happy and I like complain. Like I don't know. Like this I don't know. That's just I have modes. Like yeah, come on. Anyway. My actual birthday was Oh, 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 I forgot to tell you. Bahamoa. Again, if you're not, if you don't live near New York City, if you're not from New York, if you don't get into the city often, it is worth going if you want to go to, like, city restaurants. On my actual 40th, I went to Monkey Bar at the Hotel Elysee in Manhattan. I love Monkey Bar. It's my spot. I love the decor. I love everything. Owned by Graydon Carter. Editor of Vanity Fair. I used to work at Conde a thousand years ago great and used to come in for lunch in the cafeteria with his wife and his kid every day I mean it was like I just love that place it's a scene but you need to go and a great day place great day place monkey boy it's really like you feel like you're on the inside you know anyway anyway Bahamoa had a monkey bar there I didn't see it I didn't go but I was like why the freak would I go to monkey bar in the Bahamas when I could go to monkey bar at home you know, like, that was, that was, like, that was the vibe. Anyhow. Okay. Did I buy myself anything for my birthday? I bought myself a couple of 
books. Okay, so this this uh, this should be this is product of the week. I mean, it's early to do product of the week early in the episode, but let me tell you why. I'm going to talk about these books. So I I every year on my birthday, the actual day, uh, you know, my children are usually in school. If they're not, then then we do things together. But um, on the actual day, I choose I take off and I just walk around the city by myself. It's what I like to do. Got a massage. Walked around the city. Walked around the city, I always go to a bookstore. So I went to Rizzoli. It's one of my favorite bookstores in Manhattan. It used to be, again, I think it used to be on like 57th and 59th Street, thousand years ago. Um, It was huge. It was multi-storied. There's a very good dog walker in the city, boy, the boy, on the Upper East Side, Christina Road. And she used to work and do the music cataloging for Rizzoli, like upstairs. It was an institution. Anyway, they have a small location down in Flatiron. So I went there and I bought myself some books by this, uh, I don't know if it's like an author or whatever. There's this group of people in the UK called the School of Life. And the books are um, books about how, are, are, are like, okay, this is going to sound so annoying because they're not really that popular here. They're not really popular anywhere, I feel like maybe on the reviews on Amazon, I don't know. But look, look on Amazon, School of Life books. It's almost like the chicken soup for the soul, like modern version-ish. It's um, not as focused like on women. I feel like that chicken soup was like focused on the women. And it's not like necessarily don't sweat the small stuff like those books. School of Life, I bought two books. Uh, How to Overcome Your Childhood and another book called Dealing with Mental Illness. Um, and the books are small, hardcover books, easy to read, not so easy to read, like at some parts, you know, cause they use some like language that you might be like going to Chrome and look it up, but they talk, the whole tone of the book feels like a beautiful Laurel Piana cashmere blanket wrapped on for you. And or like a mom hugging you or a dad hugging you like they talk in such a emotional and understanding way um like no one's weird like no one's everybody we've all been there we've all been through it these books are so incredible i think i mentioned one ages ago ages ago maybe in like one of the first few episodes i don't know because the tooth was reading one. And I think I said in the episode, yeah, hilarious. Tooth's reading one of these books after we got divorced. Like, why don't you read that book? Like, about, like, how to, like, whatever. The, I think the book that he was reading was, a, it was a big, thick one. It wasn't a small one. But it was something about, like, harvesting, like, your emotions, like, being in touch with your emotions. Very nice, you know. Not a lot of guys do read that kind of shit. But, you know, he's European. European, I feel like guys do. Anyway. Um... That book was thick, and I bought it, and I wanted to read it, but and I read parts, but I would I get like ADD, like lost in these four hundred page books. It, it, it's just sometimes like so much, and maybe maybe they came out with these smaller little book series, but they have them on everything, like every topic, right? So I bought two. It, it's the product of the week because it's a great because there's a lot of them. So you can pick whatever. The way that they talk to you just makes you feel like you're normal. You know, like you whatever you're going through, you're normal. And uh, I read one, 
and basically, oh, I have it here. The School Life is a, let me read this here. The School Life is a global organization helping people live more fulfilled lives. Uh, helping in their relationships, careers, social lives, helping us find calm and get more out of leisure hours. Started in six, uh, 2016, School Life Press, Alain de Botton. I don't know, that's the guy who I guess who started there. And this is a library, what's it say? To educate, entertain, console, and transform us. Let me tell you, they're amazing, amazing. You have to check this out if you like self-help stuff. So I'm going to say, I'm right now in my office. I have one side, business books. Underneath, my collection of cookbooks, tons. A lot of vintage cookbooks, a lot of international cookbooks. You know how I like it. Other side, comedy books and self-help books. Like, that's it. That's all I have. I don't have any Danielle Steele. I don't have any of that. I don't have time for that. Too crazy. Anyway. Okay. Um... Hi, so, uh, yeah, food talk, <laughs> food talk, I see, I see maybe you gotta go watch on Netflix, uh, The Blue Zones, again, life-changing, and by the way, maybe I'm talking about this stuff because I turned, which everybody says, this computer says, oh, shut the hell up, these computers, I can't even handle them, anyway, um, Maybe because I, um, everybody says, oh, your 40s are your best decade, you know, you got this, you got that. I feel like I'm just getting started. That's how I feel, you know. <laughs> um, but I said to myself, I'm turning 40, like I want to just, you know, I don't know, like prioritize certain things a little more. And I want to um, be okay with whatever I've been through. And, 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 and you read a lot of it, by the way, in my book, if you read my book. But you... You didn't read all of it. The book was like a light version. And the book practically had me estranged from my mother for, you know, like, I don't know. She didn't even read it. But but it ha she's, she's still mad about it. You know, she just, they called me up. They basically, like, cursed me out and not so, like, not, like, cursing, cursing. Basically, like, you're dead to us. You embarrassed the family. Like, all right, get over it. You'll you'll live. And and that was it. Like, for months, months, months. And I was affected by it, like, a lot. Because wouldn't you? Come on. Anyway. But it's like a light version. And one day I will tell all of the trauma. But not now. So I think for my 40th, I was like, you know, I want to, like, be a little bit more emotionally, mentally present. Not to sound like one of these annoying people that you hear talking about that stuff, you know? Like, I'm not trying to get, like, Oprah, although I love Oprah. I'm just, I just feel like that's, like, what I wanted to do. So, right, so I'm doing the um, school life books, and um, I'm, I'm in a Japanese eating phase, which, who knew? Rush grass. I'm trying to, I went to the Japanese supermarket the other day, uh, H Mart, their chain, look them up, and I tried to buy rush grass, you know, which is basically like what tatami mats are made out of, and I, rush grass, they purify the room, it looks like a big, it looks like weeds, kind of, they like purify the air, so I'm like, yeah, let me get some rush grass, let me do it up, but on Netflix, I'm so happy that they have this show, because I read the book years ago, The Blue Zones, you need to watch this show. If you don't know the Blue Zones, the Blue Zone cookbook, it's this guy Dan. Do I didn't write it down anywhere? Um, he basically wrote a book years ago about different 
places around the world where they live to 100 and what they do. And I'm going to forget all the areas, but it's uh, Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia in Italy, uh, uh, Loma Linda, California, where the Seventh-day Adventists live, and then there's a couple others. I think, is it one Greece? I don't know. Anyway, non-point. They all, the people that live to 100 in these various regions, Sky, I love this guy, they all do the same thing. They will have some similar qualities despite their geographical location. They do something outside, they go to sleep early, they drink a lot of water, they socialize a lot with their community, um, they eat very clean, some of them don't eat a lot of meat, right? Some of them have a glass of red wine every day. It's worth watching the show. And I don't know if it's each episode or every two episodes, they go through another, you know, it's like a mini series. It's a documentary. They go through uh, the cultures. And I want to share with you, before I go, uh, this recipe. Sardinia, the Sardinian minestrone soup I've been making from this book recipe. I mean, now I you know, know the recipe, like whatever. I've been making it for 100 years. These people, they eat it all the time. By the way, in Japan, they're like super, one of their super foods. They talked about it. There was like purple yams. And, you know, who knows? Is it the food, you know, or is it the cleanliness of the food? You know, like that it's not fried or whatever. But anyway, so it's Indian minestrone soup. It's so easy. You just you get dried beans. I love the soup. I just made it the other day, and I put a bunch, uh, put like three things, Tupperware things in the freezer, and like one in the fridge. You get carrot, celery, and onion. You know, you do... The, what is that? That's the mirepoix, right? You do that, you know, chop, dice it, whatever, cook it down. And then you, the, for the vegetables for the soup, it's carrots, it's celery, and it's fennel, and it's zucchini, and it's a 14-ounce can. You could use 24-ounce if you have whatever, of tomatoes, and that's and it's water, right? And then the beans of the soup, it, dried beans, take dry. You could use canned, but you have to, you know, drain them well. But I use dry, and I soak them overnight in hot water, and I put a dishcloth over them in a big bowl, like a mixing bowl. The beans I use, navy beans, um, chickpeas, uh, sometimes black-eyed peas, uh, cannellini beans, whatever I have. I don't use lentils. That's the only bean I have. But I use, these are the beans I use. Sometimes kidneys in there. Put them, put the dried beans in a big mixing bowl. Pour like, you know, boiling water over the beans, cover it with the dishcloth, leave it overnight, let the beans soak, they will soften up. If you don't soak the beans for a long time, you know, when I say a long time, at least 12 hours, they, but not 24 hours, because you don't want to get like a mildew film on the water. If you don't soak the beans, they're going to be so hot. So you make, so so now we're making the soup, right? You soaked your beans. You're making your soup, and you got the mirepoix going, and it's time. You, you, you drain the beans, you know, in a colander, throw the beans in, right? And then you stir it up, add a little salt and pepper, whatever. Then you put the vegetables in. The fennel, you could save the zucchini because it does get very soft, but you know, which is what I do. But you could put all the vegetables, like the carrots, the celery, the chopped fennel, the zucchini. And then you put eight cups of water. That's it. And then you put the, or you know, actually before you put the water, you want to put the 14 ounce can of tomato. Stir it all up. Stir it. I'm doing a stirring motion. Then you do the water. Throw a bay leaf in there. As the soup is cooking, throw a few leaves of basil, you know, and then, you know, you as, as it's cooking, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you put it on, you bring it to a boil, cover it, bring it to a boil, and then when it's boiled, you take it down to a medium-low, keep it covered, and you, you turn, you, you, you're stirring it for like three hours. You know what, this is, this is a, a, a weekend thing. You make this on the weekend. And as you're stirring it, every, every, you know, 30 minutes, maybe you add in more salt and pepper, you're 
uh, adding some basil. You're putting in a bay leaf, right? And 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 you have to add more salt than you probably think. I never do while it's cooking. I'll add the salt once it's in the bowl and I'm eating it because, you know, most soups are made with chicken stock. This soup is just the can of tomatoes and the water. The soup is delicious. And by the way, when I use the vegetables, I'm throwing the fennel fronds in there, you know, the green the green things. It's so nice. It's a nice soup. Um, You could put potatoes in, like Yukon gold potatoes in like the last hour, like chunks of them if you wanted that. I usually put macaroni in. I did um, elbows, excuse me, the other day. That's what I had, but sometimes citalini, whatever, sometimes orzo. It freezes beautifully, okay? It's delicious, and I love that it doesn't use chicken stock. I love that there's no meat in it, and sometimes if I cook the soup and I put the macaroni in, you know, like at the end I put the macaroni in, and it makes it too thick, I'll just add more water to re-up the, the, the liquidity of it. But if not, maybe sometimes that day, if I'm not making a big pot, I might just eat it like a macaroni. You know what I'm saying? Like a thick recipe. So when you watch the show, you're going to be like, I heard this. Um, it's a great show. You're going to love it. You're literally, you're going to love it. Um, and that's that. That's that. So, yes, I'm so sad that I wasn't able to do a few episodes, but don't worry. Oh, you know what else? I bought valerian tea. Have you had valerian tea? I bought it from the health food store. It's tea and it's like to reduce insomnia and anxiety um, and a nervous restlessness. I don't really have that nervous restlessness because I do so much that by the nighttime comes around, I just hit my head on the pillow. But I've been drinking the tea. I've been drinking the tea. I like that. Anyway, that's it for today's episode 147. I am like so excited to tell you about what's going on in a few months, but you will hear about that. Uh, in the meantime, here's a quote of the day by my favorite, Elaine Stritch. Oh, if you've never seen her movie, Just Shoot Me, I've said it a million times. Watch it. Here is the quote, and it's so apropos for this time of my life. You never know what is happening to yourself when it's happening. And that is good times and in bad times. And you know what? I'm having a great time right now. So I have my eyes wide open. I know what's happening. I am present and I am soaking it all in. I'm Elisa Lucci. This is New York Talk. Thank you for listening. Love to love ya, baby. I'm